I'm Marisol. And I'm Adam. And you are listening to the, the Reading, Reading Aloud, Aloud podcast. podcast. A podcast where the creative, emotional, and hilarious aspects of relationship communication is explored in real time by a real couple. That's us. In season two, we bring you along on our tour to keep the conversation going. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, you know, the tune could be like a, a thousand. Howdy. A thousand, yeah, oh, different. Dream, dream, dream. Dream. If anybody knows that, if anybody knows that, dream, 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 dream. Nope, it's three dreams. Dream, dream, dream. Okay. So what are we talking about today? We're waiting. We're waiting. I know. I've learned. I've learned. I've learned. Yeah. Okay, so first of how all... How are you feeling, by the way? Are you feeling okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jane Kramer. Hold on. Scrolling up. Oh, Scrolling look up. at that. Dream by the Everly Brothers. Is that a Christmas song? Can you can we loop you in to sing it for us? Jane Kramer is an amazing musician, singer, songwriter. She Dream, 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 1960. Wow, I didn't know that this would get so much engagement. Can you sing it one more time for us? <laughs> Hold on, now I'm not sure that the word is dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here we dream, go. Dream, dream, dream. Mm. Do, 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 a dream, 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 dream. Yeah, yeah, Jane, sing it. Oh, gosh, why aren't these she's more interactive? She's a lot better than we are. Well, she's a lot better than yeah. we are, and you should look up Jane Kramer right now. Yeah. Like, go immediately. buy her album, Valley of the Bones. It's amazing. You should Follow definitely Follow everything do she does. Go yes. to all of her shows because she makes you feel amazing like. Amazing music. Yeah, but you yeah. also at her shows feel like you are, in fact the one that she has written the songs for. Mm, I mean, mm, it's, they're, in, they're intimate. Yeah. Um, all, even when they're full. Yeah. Like, but lots of people. Um, yeah. Dream a little dream with me. Yeah. Can, now, now none of them are. Anyways, it's a Christmas song. Yeah. Good, good I'll deal. I'll send it. Good deal. Christmas in June, right at the summer solstice. <laughs> well, you're, you but, are, you are supposed to look at the other half of the year and why is that? what your dreams were. Wait, why? At the, at the, like, each marker, you look across the wheel to where you were a half year ago, and that's uh -huh. an, a big indicator. So, like, in winter, at winter solstice, you actually, it is a dream time, and you set a lot. What is all that? Oh, chocolate. You have a pile of wood. We really... I brought, I brought wine and chocolate. Just, uh, just we, continue. We yeah. really crummy chocolate, I guess. Um, uh, anyways, but... <laughs> Well, like, really good chocolate, but it looks like wood. Anyways, okay, so at winter solstice, you're dreaming, and because it's quiet and introspective, and then at summer solstice, you actually get to, or, or summer, wait, winter solstice? Summer solstice? No. Winter? You're winter is not solstice. You're thinking, yes, winter solstice. You're thinking about the spring and fall equinox. Equinox and? It's in the spring and the fall, and the solstices are at the winter solstice and summer solstice. It is really winter solstice? Mm -hmm. So you you plant your dreams in If your, I'm wrong about that, somebody correct me, but I'm You plant I'm, your dreams yeah. in your 
um, in your in the kind of quiet times of your life, and then at summer you are in fact sitting at the top. I mean, this light is shining so bright, and you get to have an honest look at what all you've created. And so, in the world of KDV, which is a archetypal, um, she creates archetypal anointing oils. I'm not going to go into that, so don't ask. But you can look her up, KDV at River Island Apothecary. She talks a lot about this particular wheel, and in mm-hmm. the summer when the light is shining, you are sitting atop. Up the mountain looking at everything that you have created in this uphill kind of walk and yeah. then the rest of the year is a slide into the darkness wow so we are going to talk about dreams because cool. we're like living the dreams that we're living we, the dreams that mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. um, birthed in our quiet times together yeah. in yeah. our writing and reading and yeah take it away i'm feeling i'm feeling my energy is all over the place right now take and, it away I need you to kind of center me. Yeah, because right I seem really centered. Okay. You're you're super centered. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, cool. talking about the wooden chocolate and and yeah. the and the the queen archetype. Okay. okay. So so some we did we actually asked you also. Okay. So big news is this is the last live we're doing. Yes. Yes. Of we do the what I love in the time of Corona series. Series. So we started this because we were lonely. Y'all seemed a little lonely. Yeah. And we were supposed to be on tour this year, so we were like, well, let's take the tour. And this became our tour. This is our tour. Yeah. Um, but we've done it every week, every single Tuesday. Even this is our 11th. Yeah. Even episode. Two weeks ago, when I was just coming out of anesthesia, so we've been really consistent and mm-hmm. uh, tried to be there for you all, and mm-hmm. had a great time doing it and interactive like this. Um, but we're going to go back to our old way of recording ahead of time and publishing them. Um, and and we recognize because we recorded a conversation in the car um, driving somewhere the other day and we were like, ooh, these conversations are genuinely different. Yeah. So they're a little bit less... Um, it's a little different when you're interacting with the camera and, um, you know, we're just kind of like this scheduled time, you know, one of the whole... And folks that are watching know this, like one of the whole um, premises, uh, thank you, of of reading aloud is that we are recording our impromptu conversations and then sharing them with the world. Um, And so, you know, we found that these are not not scripted, but a little bit more. Well, when um, they're scheduled, it changes the organicness of the conversation. Yes, exactly. That is exactly. And and for the best. So for the best in the sense that it's been really fun. but so we were like, what should we talk about today? So we've uh, had some really hot and heavy topics recently. We talked about the patriarchy. We talked about defunding the police. And we've talked about racial justice. Mm-hmm. And we asked you all, what should we talk about? And um, got a couple of suggestions, one of which was <clears throat> that we should talk about creativity. Um, Love that suggestion. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Creativity from the perspective of within the relationship. So how do you... Keeping the relationship fresh and not getting in a rut and using creativity to spur kind of inspiration and and actual mutual creativity, not an individual's, but a mutual creativity. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a little bit about creativity, but a lot about dreaming. So Mm -hmm. how we dream together, because it is true that for us, um, our capacity to dream has grown exponentially because of being in like because we're together so we both had dreams before and now we have like epic dreams together yeah yeah i mean i guess like dreaming is a really it's really important to me i'll just speak for myself right now like daydreaming is one of the most 
actually spiritual things that I can be doing, I, I think, with my time. And um, because it opens up, for me, it opens up these possibilities and pathways of experiencing life and what life could be. So, you know, you, you have to, I've found that it has increased my ability, the ability to dream and, and allow myself to dream. It has increased my ability to just let go of constraints, of logic in a way. It's, it's like rip this veil, if you will, of, oh, this is what reality offers me. This is what is presented to me. These are my options. And, you know, if you can't, if you're not allowing yourself to dream big or allow yourself to kind of expand beyond what conventional society says that you can do um, and actually create a relationship with that, not just a, oh, you know, if my dream job is this, my dream car is this, you know, and saying it as a way of it's not attainable, but just taking a walk with your dog and just like looking out and being like, oh, wow, what if I, what, what about like building a fort in the forest there? And then like, what could we do with that? And you know that that's probably never going to happen, but why not let yourself like enjoy that experience? And so, yeah, just that real decide. A healthy relationship with dreaming is really important. Yeah. And I think you do a good job of that. I think a lot of people say, you know, n no, like, yeah, but, right? So they start yeah. to dream and they're like, yeah, but. Right. And then so the interesting thing is that in a relationship, I think it could really easily, I think because of fear, people could really easily say, yeah, but what about this or that? Or, you know, specifically maybe about... We're never going to have the money to do that. Yeah. We're never going to have the time to do that. That's not possible. Really kind of I don't know the, how to do that. Yeah. yeah, the how, right? So the, right. the answer to how is yes. Mm -hmm. um, but mm -hmm. I, do, I do think that it's, you know, what has been fun about dreaming with you in particular is that you don't ever, for for example, like you don't ever say like, well, what about this? Or how do we do that? Or I don't know about this. I mean, you never squash the dream. And what that does is it allows it to evolve because ultimately a dream will only like a dream lands when it's like got some viability to it and right. you get kind of that either attraction or the the right doors open even if the dream shifts even if the dream is is what you might consider a failure but like it, the doors will open and you just start to dream and dream but like that initial dream state is like there's no reason to say well, what about this this like the devil's advocate perspective um because it just tends to shut people down. And so I really appreciated, especially in the beginning of our relationship, that you helped me dream having my own business. And I really, I sat with for a long time, I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I can replicate this for him because especially now you have the more stable job. Um, I guess that's not fair to say because mine's stable at this point. But, you know, I guess as an entrepreneur, you don't totally feel stable ever yeah, really. Right. Um, and so you have the more kind of traditional job. And so I've always hoped that, like, the day you come to me with your big dream, I would be there for you. And recently you've been sharing some really cool dreams with me. And yeah. I'm, I'm, like, totally there for you. Yeah. And it makes me happy that I can trust 
that like I don't worry about what the outcomes are, but but you really model that for me like if mm. you had come to me in the first year of our relationship and said I've got mm. this big dream I don't know how supportive I could have been right I might have been in more of a theater You'd have been like oh another Asheville guy with his his not, no yeah, job yeah. <laughs> that, yeah I think you're right I think yeah you're right. yeah I you know what came up for me when you were saying that is like this cheesy quote about um, we used to actually joke about it in college. My friend Nick used to always say it with a tone in his voice that made us laugh. But he would say, he would say like, "Shoot for the moon, because even if you miss, you land amongst the stars." I mean, but Nick's a great dreamer. Right, Nick's a great dreamer. But you know, it just it's this philosophy, and I think of, you know, we've we've gotten a lot of I, I think in a lot of ways, kind of the the you know, the, the wealth disparity, and I don't want to get into politics, but like wealth disparity and certain aspects of capitalism and whatnot have, have ripped people from an ability to truly dream. And because it's placed, and, and also a lot of this like bootstrap culture, like like these stories that we hear, you know, and, and inspirational stories are not a bad thing. I'm not saying that they're bad, but like there's this aspect that, that we communicate to people that, oh, they worked really hard, they tried really hard, and now they're a multimillionaire. You know, it's like, oh, well, if I don't become a multimillionaire or I don't become X, like, super successful, then why am I dreaming or I can't have it all? But the for me, the aspect is you have to let go of all that. You have to let go of those expectations, both an expectation that you're going to accomplish that and an expectation or that it will turn out exactly like that and an expectation that you won't accomplish that you know just like drop all those and at the same time it's just important to know where am i going i don't know where i'm going to end up but like that's the direction i want to move because that places you that helps you make decisions along the way to walk that path and if you're not if you lose your ability to dream, if you're already limiting yourself before you even start walking, then you don't know how far you can walk. Okay, you so, know? so yeah, I'm learning some things. Yeah. So on the one hand, I really think that I'm good at not knowing where I'm going. Like that part doesn't bother me. Like, you know, I started yeah. this whole business, you know, you pay a gazillion dollars to start a business. You, you kind of form it, you need your idea, your ideal client, all these things. Um, and I'm not afraid for that to just totally shift and change. Right. On the other hand, the part about whether or not I'm going to be a millionaire, that's the part that I'm struggling with. It's like, I think, you know, replace millionaire with just like successful at all. Sure. And that part is really <clears throat> hard. You know, I don't know if Jane's still on with us, but like I'm thinking about w watching her journey to in being a musician and just like how incredible it is to have gone from small sweet venues with her to just these really epic large venues and watching her go on tour and all this stuff and you know just really feeling like you know for me you know I don't even need need to talk about Jane but like I've talked with her a lot about this but like for me I really feel like you know, we've talked about this before, but the importance of impact. And so mm -hmm. it's not, it's like replace multimillionaire with multi-million person impact or sure. something like that. Um, not that I'm afraid to be a multimillionaire as well, but, you know, for me, it's really like, 
I you have a desire to do that deep desire and so yeah. I am tied up in that expectation but mm -hmm. I want you to talk me out of that in a way because I want to know what the saner path is yeah I mean I think like a couple things come up for me number one it's like letting go of the expectation that you won't achieve that level of impact you know like like there i think there is and that is a mindset thing that you've talked about and you've trained on a lot in business you know and i break it down to like letting go that i would never do that or that's too big for me you know you you truly have to let that go um the next thing is like always maintaining like perspective um in the sense of all of these things are a journey and you know we this is why i get upset and i gave that example earlier with these kind of bootstrap inspirational stories that we can get because they're presented in this way of you know i just did this and this is why i think in fact actually reality tv has a negative one of the negative impacts of reality tv on our society because it makes these people instantly famous and it really devalues in our minds the the journey the path to get there and you know i work in like a social and environmental change field and there's always kind of like you know the the big win when 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 the paradigm shifts a little bit and the big thing happens um and we talk about it in the way of here's what's happened you know like here's what's but but it, what's often forgotten is you know the the 15 20 years of work and we talked about this in the racial justice podcast too and with the me too movement behind that the journey to get to that moment to be able to set yourself up to seize that moment so you know there is an aspect of patience and a letting go of the of the urgency of it you know like you want to have an impact now and that is special and that is awesome <laughs> right you want to we, that we, is special it that's is like the, but that's like the thing that you talk that, that that you talk about that you say to like like millennials you're special well you're really special. i don't i don't like mean that, it but that, yeah. that's special that's, that's special, special. <laughs> i don't know i i guess i just like 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 what is what is like number one you know you could you could go down the road of like and i'm just a little bit brainstorming here i haven't thought about this you know you could go down the road of like who's defining success for you and what does that look like and you know you could have that whole conversation and i think one thing that we've glazed over too is an aspect of especially me as a straight white male the aspect of privilege and that that society is structured to allow me to be able to dream and allow me to be able to think that i can do anything that i want um so i just want to like name that and and honor that um i still think you know not i don't want to set that aside because that's a reality but i still think on a bigger picture like for everyone dreaming is important um what's that i don't know don't make it don't do it Sorry, the, 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 the thing, yeah, we're, we're not gonna, um, a dream helps you take the steps to get there. We just got that comment. I, I think that that's, 
you know. And it helps you keep going, equivalent of hope, gives you direction. Yeah, I just like, I don't know, it's, it's like life is, life is such a, in many ways, life is such a, a, a blessing to be able to even live. And, and, um, I don't think that we're, we're really measuring, we're really measuring impact. I think that we look at people that have an impact and we say, or, or we look at stars, we look at icons, we look at leaders and we say like, they're the one and and we do a bad job as a society to giving all the credit to individual people for doing it and we forget that someone like you know these kind of like someone like Brene Brown Oprah you know like like these, these Lady like, Gaga Lady Gaga like they are I'm not trying to take anything away from them but they are also built upon a mountain of impact and effort from everyday people across the world. And, and it's okay. It's, I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that like, Oh, if you just shoot to be an everyday person, Uh, that's okay. Uh, Yes. Oprah. No, he's not saying this. How do we get this out? How do we get this out? Can I help? Yeah. 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 You do a lot of talk. Yeah. Sorry. Um, no, that's fine. Um, no, what you're saying is like, first of all, people learn from other people. People work with other people. There's a lot of behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that these kind of influencers or folks with impact, they're definitely kind of being the recipient of the, you know, there's a trade off for being in that position, right? right. And it takes a lot of effort and energy. Right. Um, has some negative side effects at times, has some positive side effects. But, you know, I think that what you're saying is, is there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. We see, the first example you gave, we see like a a reality TV star become famous. Boom, right? Like that happened really quickly because they were selected for the show. Then there's these other situations where like, of course, in the in the in the situation of Oprah, Brene, or Lady Gaga, there's a lot of work that went into it. Yeah. And on also, their part and other people's part. Yeah. Right. So you're highlighting that there's a lot more that meets the eyes, like other people as well. Um, and so everybody gets to dream and to be a part of it. And and maybe if we de-emphasize that sort of singular structure where it's like, you have to be, you have to look like this. You have to have this level of influence in order to have met your dreams and blah, blah, blah. I think that's super valuable for people to hear. I do. Hey, Bob. Hi, late. You can always go back and watch. We're we're used to you being late. (laughs) You can always go back and watch. And uh, of course the recording, but, um, so also, you know, Jane says, the yes, the investment and the doubt and the impact, yes. There's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of investment that goes into it. And, you know, I really have appreciated learning. It's been a hard lesson for me of successes and setbacks or successes and failures um, and just the rotation of that because you think, like, I'm going to, in the beginning, you think I'm not going to succeed as often as I fail and that's okay and then you kind of get to the next level and you find that more failure exists there Mm -hmm. and then you kind of go up to the next level and you find that more failure exists there and for you you've highlighted for me 
the importance of recognizing that in that failure, um, it's at a higher level. So it's like in a new category, as well as like, it doesn't take away from anything else that I've experienced. And so I just want to get back to maybe the yeah. essence of the initial question around creativity Yeah. of like, how do we be creative together? And I will mm-hmm. say again, <laughs> falling asleep, like, um, that the, there's an exponential quality when you feel really supported by somebody. Mm -hmm. So creativity is a luxury in the sense that it happens when your mind is um, idle or resting or Mm -hmm. like like you were saying. Creativity is a luxury. That's important to state, yeah. For sure. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, you know, if I'm too many days in a row doing too much, like I will say, like I haven't had any creative bursts and I'm producing, producing, producing. And you were talking about it earlier as like on a walk, being able to just let your mind wander. So, you know, part of, I just like my leg is asleep. Part of having creativity in this relationship is that, I thought that was trousers snoring. Okay. Focus. The part of having creativity in this relationship is that I feel secure enough to do so. Mm-hmm. You know, for one, I feel supported, but for two, I feel like I have space to do so. Mm-hmm. So mutual support and creating a container within a relationship breeds the possibility for one to be creative. And if if there's dominance or if there's an unhealthy dynamic creativity is really squashed. I think it could, I think it has the potential to be really stifled. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I I also recall being single and being really creative. I mean, that's that too. It's like when you don't have any interference, it's also can be a really creative time. I just have appreciated within the relationship, um, having somebody to bounce ideas off of and then the collaborative components. And I deeply desire to further collaborate with you. Mm. Mm, I appreciate it. I mean, this is a huge, I mean, this is an incredible collaboration, the podcast, but, um, and then some, you know, I want more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that. I mean, one thing that I've been kind of tuning into, and this is not necessarily with relationship, although it gets into it when, uh, I, I believe if, if they're open to it, when couples have children, but like the, uh, you know, it's, I think it's common that people think like your creativity withers a little bit when you, or your ability to dream withers a little bit as the older you get. Like it's really easy to dream when you're 10 years old and it's much harder to dream when you're maybe in your sixties or something like that. Like it's just, and it's because you've like accumulated all this life experience to draw from instead of to look forward to. Um, but like, one way that, you know, I think is really common and, and hopefully folks will agree is is maintaining a connection to youth and maintaining a connection to a younger generation and actually being open enough to learn um, from them and, and approach a younger generation and listen first. Like in my work, I've recently been getting so much from, I've kind of tapped into a, like a high schoolers and have them being interns and like creating that and it's expanded my world as like you know professional campaigner immensely oh really immensely the creativity and like and what i but but 
when when they were first there, I was having to learn like, oh, okay, I need to like teach them and teach them and teach them. And there is definitely an aspect of that. But lately, I've just learned step back. What do they want to do? What what ideas do they have? How do they want to approach this situation? And it doesn't always work out. But like it. It's this, it's this mindset switch that, around mean, like, oh, I'm older, I have the experience, I have the knowledge. Well, yeah, because you, you work so hard to learn and grow. I mean, I'm learning something from you right now because I, I, I definitely would probably put myself in the position of expert slash teacher. Yeah, but the, but the, but the thing that, that I found you need to do is it's not like that you need to let go of all that you've learned. It's that you work to combine that with the new, fresh, the innovation, innovation, you know, and you put that through, but you really, you really, you know, use that. So, and I think in speaking in a relationship, sorry, excuse me, speaking in a relationship, hopefully parents find that in children. You know, and being able to well, actually tap into their children to learn and, and harness And I creativity. thought you were going to talk about, like, dreams withering because you feel stretched or focused in a different direction. And I don't want to yeah. act like I know anything about having kids because yeah. obviously we don't, which is, you know, a whole other thing. A whole other podcast series. A whole series. other podcast <laughs> on our fertility journey, um, part one and two. Feel free to listen. But um, from season one. Anyways episode just kind of I don't know but do do actually listen it's a good one mm-hmm. um but uh you know on uh, you on, thought I was going in some direction I did I thought you were gonna say like about dreams withering and I really um you know I feel like something that you and I have done consistently is let our um is not wither in any real way and just continue to grow and even as things have changed like honeymoon phase changing or something else Mm -hmm, changing mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. getting in some kind of rhythm or rut or anything like that you know it's really about like embracing that state and continuing to dream and be creative within that state and i don't know if that's just constitutionally speaking part like who we are at our core that we're always going to want to dream um or if it's something that's more um yeah, or if it's something that can be cultivated. And so let's just kind of end on a little, a few things around cultivation of dream. Mm-hmm. I mean, meditation and space. I mean, mm-hmm. get off the phone. I mean, don't get off yet because we're in the middle of the podcast, but like... <laughs> get off your phone. Yeah. I mean, it's so freaking Intentional, hard. Intentional space mm-hmm. away from screens. Um, I think one thing that comes up for me too is unconditional love. Um, and support, like... Can you drop your mic now, or is that... <laughs> Like, no, but just, like, truly unconditional, you know, like... You're the only not, person who can give unconditional not, love that I know. Not... Well, if that's is, it's, it's, we're in a sad state in the world, we're and I don't believe that. We're in a sad state in the world, and it's, you are the only person I know who can give unconditional love, and you do an incredible job of it, and I think that everybody should witness like just watch you do it because it's really not easy to do and you make it sound like i mean you're constantly talking about love at the foundation of this and you you just randomly tell you're like oh yeah that's just an embodiment of love and i'm like what 
Mm. No, it's like my mind is not that open. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> I mean, I appreciate that. Thank you. It means like a lot to hear that reflection. Thank you. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I just, you as an individual, I'll say this, you, I believe that you as an individual are stronger when those around you are stronger. And in my life, I am, I, I feel, I feel fulfilled, fulfilled. Thank you. <laughs> Lips coming out strong. It's not. It's this the R fulfilled. Fulfilled. I feel fulfilled when others around. You know, I this quote and, and people are gonna know this, but it's been it's been kind of playing over and over. It's like, you know, hang out with five smart people and you become the sixth. And I think that there that is true, but there's an aspect of in your community, supporting those around you to be that, be their best selves. You therefore become your best self. Now, I personally, and I'm getting down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but I personally am really trying to figure out how to provide unconditional love and support and simultaneously do that through taking care of myself because I'm not as good at that. Um, you know, I have a little bit of like a martyr syndrome. Um, and we can do another podcast on that another time or we have, have. yeah, we have, but, but, you know, I, I I do think that there's an, there's an unconditional aspect to this. When somebody tells you a dream and you say, awesome, not, oh, well, have you thought about this? Here's what I think. Here's my experience. Just say awesome. Do you feel like I have supported your dreams wholeheartedly, like with unconditional love? Or do you feel like I've come in with my, like, solutions, ideas? I think occasionally you've come in with solutions. I think for the most part you have supported them. I think for me, I haven't shared them as much. And that's my own shit. No, but I mean, like, in the last week your dreams. Yes, very much so. Would do better? Oh, you're doing an excellent job. Talking to my therapist this morning, how great you were doing. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, you, um, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I've been wanting to ask this question. This morning you said to me like that I inspire you. Mm-hmm. And can you never really said any more about that. Because you inspire me, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. Because you really inspire me, but you made it sound like... I was big You inspire me through your ability to commit and to do. You know, like I get lost in my head and you're very a person of action. And and I think there's we balance each other nicely in that. Um, because I think you you know, sometimes you'll get lost in the action and the to do and you forget to you lose the bigger picture. Um, but like you inspire me to like Go for it, action, like do it, like jump into it. And I have learned so much from you about that, so thank you. That's what you meant this morning. I, I believe so, mm-hmm. yeah. That's kind of what's coming up for me now, so mm-hmm. I'll go with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you inspire me because you're, like, you're so diligent and loyal to your process. Like, I find that you are, well, it's a commitment thing, you know? You're also really committed it 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 looks 
different in the sense that it's, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're kind of a get knocked down, stand back up kind of guy. Yeah, I think sometimes I think about things on a, I don't think about things on a daily or a weekly time frame. I think about things on like a six month or a yearly time frame. And I, I don't flourish. Know that has anything to do with what I was saying? Because you're saying like I'm a I'm a get knocked down, stand back up, but like I'm not looking at the immediate interaction with it. I'm looking at more of like the, the the vision, yes. the long term. And so in some ways that in limits me, and it it, it it causes me to not act right now because I'm like I'm doing this slower march. Um, but it, it the benefit it's got of a it. a lot of integrity. Yeah, is to maintain yeah. integrity. Yeah. Well, are there any last? Thank you for thank you for like reflecting that too. It's good to hear you reflect that back and actually ask me a question about it. Sometimes I feel like your like when we have these conversations, your questions help me process it verbally because it's something that I've just kind of kept internally and have had trouble to share. So mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Thank you. Sure. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, any last thoughts or questions from folks? People have been sort of dipping in and sharing their comments. Um, creativity is playful. Yeah, so not, yeah, like to create space for play. Play is so I th- important. I, I, was, I was having a really, while we're waiting to see if there's any extra comments, I was having a terrible, um, I like wanted to take a nap, but it was like 5.15, and speaking of phones, I kept my phone with me because I wanted to put on a little noise like sound machine uh-huh. and instead I looked at my phone and I it was bad and so I like didn't get to lay down until 5 30 and then it was like I needed to be cooking I walked and in the door at late. like 5 38 oh yeah you were right behind me uh-huh. trying to close my eyes so I put my phone down around 5 30 and like couldn't get to sleep stressing out my dog hadn't gone out to pee and I was like all this stuff anyways um when I got up, I was like, forget it, I'm just going to take a walk. And so I was looking for leggings to wear to take a walk. And I threw every legging out of the drawer, which is a lot of clothes, because I, you know, do the clothes thing. And I threw them all at you. And I didn't care what they knocked over. You just went for it. And that was playful. It was super playful. And we had fun. And it got a... We chased each other around the room. got a creative solution to get out of out of my rut. That's awesome. Yeah, I yeah, I hadn't thought about it like that, but yeah. It's great. All right, y'all. All right. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Everybody. Last 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 don't end. Lastly, just wanted to remind you all this is in the This last, is in fact the last live. The eleventh episode. And the, the last, last live. live. For now. The last live of Love yeah. in the Time of Corona. I'm sure we'll do some more lives. Yeah. Love in the Time of Corona. I know. We're screwed. We are in a pandemic, folks. Um, and <laughs> wear your mask. Wear this your mask. Wear your mask. Wear your mask. This isn't about. This is not about <laughs> no. your rights. This is just about not get. I just want to say that this yeah. one woman Preach. on on my Facebook get it. 
This woman was like, hey, everybody, I just wanted you to know that I was a skeptic about wearing a mask. I felt really irritated. I felt like it was an imposition. But then I got the coronavirus, and now my husband has the coronavirus, and now my kids have the coronavirus, and it's been two weeks, and we're still not okay. And she was like, I just want to implore you to consider to wear a mask and to forget about the fact that you think it's an imposition of your rights, but to talk about it but she was like but it's actually to protect you from getting the coronavirus which sucks mm -hmm. so however you want to look at it whether you're protecting your elders and those with disabilities and the most vulnerable or if you just don't want to get it just like i mean we're in such a crumb space and i'm i will get off my soapbox in a second stand up unconditional support my love that i just want to say that we we're ending on a high note. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a terrible job with the coronavirus because this is a terrible angle. Adam. Just go for it. Then we're doing go. a terrible job because, because we aren't doing enough to have it spread so rapidly that it's creating enough alarm and we aren't doing enough to have it completely collapsed and, and go away. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? We're like somewhere in this shitty middle where it's just going to last forever. Until we get, a, you know, it's like either like go, you know, balls to the wall and have everybody recognize how terrible it is very quickly. So then it will shut down or just shut it down. We're doing this like drag out thing where everybody is just like, oh, and now I know three people. And, tomorrow, you know, it's it like is. All right, y'all. Love you. Bye. Be part of the team. Wear your mask. Thanks, y'all, for listening and participating. We always have a great time with you. And if you enjoy the podcast, please go online and rate, review, share this with your friends. This is the way that we build this community. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye.